welcome to this edition of BPM Pod. Titties. The... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you said you were going to randomly say it at some point. Well, there we go. Titties at the beginning. And um, eagle-eyed social media users might have realised that last time I promoted an episode and said penultimate and actually got a few messages from people saying, what, this podcast finishing? And it kind of is. So yes, this is the last episode. We'll dig more into it in a little bit. And evidently I care so much about this being the last episode that I fell asleep and missed the start of time of us recording. <laughs> so uh, probably, time to move, probably, probably time to move on. So um, <laughs> so there we go. Anyway, but joining me, we'll talk more about that in a minute and why. But joining me, Chris, how are you doing? Hello, I'm, I'm fine and I'm sad that we're coming to a close. See, really, okay, I'm sad, but part of me was actually quite happy, <laughs> which sounds really bad. But I was sat at dinner earlier, and my wife was like, how do you feel? And I was like, honestly relieved. Um, but in a, in a kind of like nice way. So um, not like relief, like, oh, thank God that's done. Can't stand talking to that Chris again. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. But, but we'll get into it in a minute as to why and yeah so a little bit of relief as well a little bit i must say but yeah kind of sad it's going to be weird not talking about random nonsense we don't really understand and uh publishing it so there we go anyway we'll talk about that properly in a sec what's coming up on the show this week a bunch of new music we're going to recommend i've been listening to a, a shit ton of stuff and some stuff i'd like to depart with to impart my knowledge to you, or depart my knowledge to you, I guess is more accurate. Uh, we went to a gig, Porcupine Tree, we'll talk about that in a minute. And then before we go, I'd like to well, say thanks to everyone. So we'll go through that and sort of get a bit nostalgic for a second. And uh, that's what we'll do. But first off, yes, this is the last episode. And um, why, Chris? <laughs> like, why? Can you explain my own thoughts better than me? Oh, I Probably. don't... No pressure. <laughs> um, I mean, you sent me a very long, very nice voice message reminiscing about the past and the past four years, five years. And the, the podcast, this construct of yours. And I kind of liked when you said some things don't have to last forever and some things just end which is something a concept that i myself uh, have a very hard time with uh, and usually cannot do uh, i mean i am still the administrator of four facebook groups of bands that don't exist anymore because maybe one day we might play a show again <laughs> so i find that actually a um, a sign of strength of uh, commitment and yeah I think what you said is that you like your initial goal or aim to meet new people and uh, reignite the spark of enjoying music you kind of did that and now everybody can go fuck themselves <laughs> exactly that's it see that's why I knew you should say it <laughs> no, no, but you're pretty right. And I actually, wow, that was way better than I thought. I was kind of joking. But um, I struggle very much with the concept of ending things um, as well. And this is actually partly uh, an autistic trait too. And it happens in conversations. It happens in projects. I don't really, I can't really pick up when things should end. But it just doesn't, I don't really know why. But I think it's partly just a fear of letting things go. And so... To be honest with you, dear listener, of which we've had some from Japan and Korea and some from bizarre African countries I've never heard of. So wherever you are in the world, dear listener, Chris and I actually had the discussion about stopping this six to eight months ago or something. Like, and I was a bit like, maybe we should, but I'm not really sure. Because you've been doing this with me now for a year and a bit, a year and a half. You've been doing this with me. And yeah, part of me was like, 
<laughs> no, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> Feels longer. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, um, and and I remember even then I was like, oh, I'm just not giving it what I could, kind of thing. And I wish I could give it more, but I, I really can't. Um, so it's down to a lot of things. First, the original reason was because I just completely fell out of love with making music, and for really selfish reasons, it was to sort of get back in touch with people and see if I could reignite that spark and discover new people and new sort of influences and stuff. And in that respect, I did. So that's all That's all really lovely. And so from that completely selfish point of view, podcast, mission accomplished. So that's nice. Mm. I know I sort of want to follow that a little bit more. Um, like now I've sort of writing a bit more and sort of practicing a bit more regimentally. Like what can I actually do now with that instead? And only have so many hours in a day. So um, there's that. Also, I think another thing that even some guests have completely misunderstood, and I'm not just saying this as some sort of weird humble brag, we do this because we think it's fun to talk to each other and about music. We're not making some sort of money off of this. And I don't know why. It's, not, it's like random. People have even asked me this. And I'm like, oh. Look, we just kind of do this for fun and for for love and the lols, and that's about it. Like, it's not some sort of big business venture. Could it have been? Maybe. I don't know. But as I said, I only have so many hours in the day to explore that. So it is kind of what it is. Um, and then I sort of realised as well, partly, you and I have become quite good friends now. And I also, oddly, in a weird way, not that I think it does, but I don't want the podcast to sort of define our friendship either. So I was kind of like, maybe we can just get rid of it. Because I think secretly I've been thinking I should get rid of it for a while. Um, and I think moving away from Berlin didn't help either. Because it was very Berlin-focused for the longest time. And um, I think that could have been a good thing moving forward. And part of my head was kind of like, should I expand it elsewhere? But where I am now, there just isn't much of a, a scene. And sure, everything's online anyway, so you could reach out and do it. But again, it's a lot of work. I only have so many hours in a day. So I do think we'll be back with a podcast at some point. So I don't think it's the end of the Screndel, Vinehart era of annoying the hell out of your ears. <laughs> I think it will resume but we even talked about this wait <laughs> I, it will i think it will but, but consider it more of like a like the band we're going to talk about in a minute porcupine tree consider it more of an extended hiatus mm. instead um and when we actually get back together to make something again i don't know but i'm pretty sure we will at some point because you and i have a lot of interest and knowledge not just in music but then in film and tv and gaming and stuff like that so i already have a few ideas i'm toying around in my head with like oh what could we do um instead and we already quickly talked about that in a voice message of the day that maybe it can expand beyond music next time so i think it's think of it more as time to go away come back with a good plan and a good idea and then sort of execute it when we also feel in a bit more of a mental space that we can as well um so, so it's what, what is the line from Django Unchained? What Christoph Waltz says mm. is like in German, if you say Auf Wiedersehen, but to you, I say farewell, no. <laughs> which means like, or whatever it is, he says to him. But in this case, it's we'll see you again at some point. Mm -hmm. It isn't farewell, fuck off, I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> so, that's how I see it, anyway. So, anyway, we'll talk about this a bit more later. I've got a few more things to say before we end, but I'll end with that. Now let's talk about Porcupine Tree, talking about people who've gone on long hiatuses. Chris, what have we been up to? Wait, what happened last week? Yeah, <laughs> we went completely uh, stone cold sober to a rock, rock show, <laughs> <laughs> which was cool. Nothing much happened. Yeah. We were sober the whole time. So. <laughs> a friend of ours uh, came with and he wasn't sober. Uh, he was actually screaming at Gavin Harrison the whole time uh, that he wants to see his drumstick. It was fun. Um, <laughs> no, but we waited a long time for Mr. Wilson and Mr. Harrison to uh, get on stage again together. And it was okay. <laughs> um, it was like 
from a technical standpoint, pretty much the best performance you could ever wish for. Uh, all those dudes are freaking gods among us. Um, but still, I think it wasn't the energetic experience we were hoping for. Like when they started with uh, Blackest Eye, I was like, this is fucking amazing. And now it's pretty boring for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. They kind of almost started too strong yeah. in a weird way. Dude, like the, the, like, the, the, the fucking video in the back was amazing. Like with the with the blue yeah. guy from the In Absentia cover. And it was cool. And then all of a sudden, nothing. Just... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot afterwards. So, Porcupine Tree, if you don't know, like, I, I didn't even until I met Chris, um, so who they were really, and they passed me by. Like, I knew the name, but I hadn't really listened to any of the music and instantly sort of fell in love with them because you can definitely hear elements of sort of Pink Floyd in there, of bands like Tool in there and stuff like that too. And so I was like, this is a lovely sort of blend of going a bit nuts, metally sometimes, really depressing, 80% of the time. <laughs> um, and then technical Pink Floyd wizardry as well. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like, this is a perfect mix of sort of all the genres I like. Bit jazzy, bit metal, bit rock, bit bluesy, bit singer-songwritery. I was like, oh, great. Um, so really good spot from you that I'd like them. And instantly was in love with them. And so my knowledge of the back catalogue isn't as big as yours. But, um, so I already knew the set list too. So I knew where to be disappointed or where not to be. Um, and I did say to you, I won't ruin it, but set two is better than set one. Yeah. So they played for three hours and split it up into two sets. And I'm also sort of wondering if three hours of prog rock is just too much. Mm. I don't know. If it, it felt like I just really couldn't be asked, like with the second set, even though it was better, I just couldn't be bothered by this point. I was kind of like, yeah, the thing is, they played all of their new album in entirety, and I'm like, yeah, but their new album was only okay to good. It wasn't brilliant. Um, yeah. It just felt like a really, we said this afterwards, the setless choice just felt really uneven. Like, I didn't really get it. Yeah, they left so much good stuff out. Of course, if you have like 13, 14 albums in your back catalog, you cannot play it all. But still, I think there were. I mean, Wilson doesn't give a fuck, uh, but maybe he should have like listened to some of his fans' requests. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was one moment where he was quite humble and nice. And I've never seen Stephen Wilson live before, so I wasn't sure what to expect. But I know from reading about him and from you telling me that like, he's, um, his mood is rather changeable. <laughs> And how much you enjoy the concert will depend on what mood he's in. Um, and actually, he was in a very chatty mood. I thought. I thought he was actually pretty chatty. Yeah. Like he seemed pretty happy, which was cool. Um, but and but there was one point where he actually said something very humble and nice, and that was towards the end. And he was like, you know, we can't play every song you want, and I just hope you're satisfied with the choices we made, kind of thing. And I was like, oh, that's quite a humble thing to say. But make better choices because telling your songs for your new fucking album. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, I don't know. I've mm. seen Wilson with his solo show three times for every, uh, no, not for every album, but for The Raven That Refused to Sing and other songs, for Hand Cannot Erase and for To the Bone. And after To the Bone, I started to give less of a shit about it because I didn't think his stuff was uh, that good anymore because it was way too focused on being the next Abba or Prince uh, instead of writing shit he's good in with. Um, so his actually his second concert the from the Hand Cannot Erase tour, dude, that was like so much better in every aspect. Like the emotional roller coaster of that album is a thing for itself but it, it, it combined with the live show and, the, and there was a guest singer and uh the the production with the tv uh, tv uh, the, the film stuff in the background and it was just, it was in my opinion you couldn't even compare the porcupine tree, porcupine tree show to that hand cannot erase tour that was like miles miles ahead streets ahead as pierce uh, would say <laughs> so 
I will say though, I'm still glad we went. Like, yeah, for sure. I probably wouldn't go again or rush to. I don't know. I'd think about it. If there was a mm. cheap ticket going or whatever, I probably would. Like if they were in town and there was a ticket spare. And I was like, oh, Chris, should we go there? Yeah, sure. But I'm not going to travel out of my way to see it kind of thing. Yeah, it's him. Um, yeah. And, um, but I will say, I think the person who's become the sort of band leader and the most popular person isn't Wilson anymore. And that's Gavin Harrison. Oh, yeah. Who most people were there to see. Because that guy is fucking insane <laughs> on the drums. Yeah. It, it's unreal. Um, just hearing anesthetize um, alone was sort of almost worth 70 euro. Yeah. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. And, I mean, he was putting in fills where there are no fills in the original. Yep. And I'm like, but you can't fit more fills. Oh, you can. Yeah, you can. You definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> just like, did. What the hell are you doing? Like... And I was like, yeah, but it's, it must be some sort of trickery. There's got to be a back <laughs> no. Just, just this one guy's hands going fucking insane. He doesn't even look bothered. He's yeah. kind of just like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, that was nuts. And I spent, I reckon, 70% of the concert just watching him, actually. Yeah. Because it was just crazy to see how well he keeps the band together as well. Like, you can see him like, looking at different people, nodding to different people. You're like, Actually, I think you're kind of the band leader in mm. some way. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think everyone really was impressed with him. Like, completely blown away by him. Actually, thought the bassist was pretty solid as well. I've read a few reviews saying he was pretty crap and he's taken away some of the flavour of the original Porcupine Tree. I think he did a decent job. I didn't really see what the issue was. I yeah. mean, I think people just liked that the previous guy smiled a lot. Colin, yeah. Yeah, Colin had to... And they did, him, they did him bad. Is there, like, they, finally the, the true story out, or is it still this he didn't call uh, shit? Yeah, it's that bullshit. He didn't call me, so I cut him off. <laughs> like, sure. All right, Stephen. Uh, yeah. But the bassist, Nate Navarro, he's the uh, bassist with Devin Townsend's uh, band as well. So, um, yeah. he's pretty good. But, um, it's, uh, yeah, so we came out feeling underwhelmed, yes. I must admit. Yes, we did. Anyway, before we continue uh, with the rest of the episode, but for the last time, here's some new music I've been checking out, or we've been checking out, although Chris warns me I'll, I'll go first this week because he's only got one. So I'll go first with my new music that I've been checking out first. Let's do some quick ones. Uh, White Reaper, band I really love. they got two albums before this. Uh called the world's best american rock band which is kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing and um you deserve love was the second one um i like the first one more than the second one however they're both good uh very good band i think they were supposed to support pearl jam on their tour before covid i don't know if they ever did anyway really good punk rock band um they've got a new song out called pages it's less punk rock more oasis 90s brit pop sound but as we've discussed previously on the podcast, I don't think that's a bad thing. Because actually, 90s Britpop is better than I remember it being. So, um, that's a nice, nice track. Heavy, heavy. Last time we can plug them, really, here. But their single Tyrant is out now, and that's the third track off of their upcoming album. I think it's Permanent, which is out on the 30th of November. By the way, that wasn't me saying I think it's Permanent. That is the album title. I think it's Permanent. So that's how it's It's a good album title. <laughs> it's really good. All of their album titles are really good, actually. Um, really love their stuff, and if we can leave a sort of parting band to follow, please do follow Heavy Heavy. They're a lovely trio of guys, and the music is insanely good. So um, please do follow them. Chris and I absolutely love them. So um, please do.
Someone else I really love, Moves Johnson. Uh, Never Dine Alone is out on Halloween when this will be out. So uh, go and check that out too. You can pre-save it already. We previewed it on the last episode. Bit of a dirty sort of Irish rock band kind of sound. Really like it. going on but molly's pecker up to something because there's lots of mysterious instagram activity so i wouldn't be too surprised if they released something soonish but let's see i don't know that for sure i should catch up with them but you're never going to hear about it if i do so it doesn't really matter but uh keep track of them because there's something cool coming up and they're collaborating with a bunch of famous musicians so hmm, see what goes on a couple more quick Phileas, who we put in the interview on the last episode as well, so you can hear it again. His album Present is out at present, like today, at time of recording. So uh, you will definitely find it. It's been reviewed by Rolling Stone, among other pe- among other publications. What the hell? It's amazing. Um, and he was here to talk about this sort of poignant, touching album, it's uh, nice, nice stuff. It's more complete than just hearing the songs in isolation. There's quite a lot of repetitions of themes of despair and finding oneself and seeking better days and stuff. But it's no bad thing because he does it well. So it doesn't get boring or tiresome. It, it's very poetic, actually. Um, there's some real sort of 60s, 70s influences here from sort of the Beach Boys to the Kinks, it reminded me of most, to the Hollies, a little bit of electric light orchestra as well. Um, so this real nostalgic rock feel and his voice is unique. It's a really bizarre sort of phrasing and like sound to it, but I really like it. Kind of sounds like something between Brandon Flowers and do you remember the band The Scissor Sisters? Uh, I don't feel like dancing. Yeah, it kind of sounds like his fucking annoying well. song. He's an annoying song, and I think the Scissor Sisters are an annoying band. Although their cover of "Comfortably Numb" is fantastic, but um, but it does sound like his voice a little bit. And actually, he has a really cool voice. So um, there's that. It's a really enchanting, layered, deep, complex album, and go and check it out. So it's called Present, and check out the previous couple of episodes where you're here, Phidias, as well. Last one before we jump into yours. Uh, We were reached out to by someone and I felt really guilty because this person, Gabriela Beltramino, what a wonderful name that is, Argentinian modern pop jazz singer who's based in Berlin, sent us an email saying that, you know, I've listened to BPM Pod and I would really like to be featured on it. (laughs) And I was kind of like... But but I did say I'd listen to the album and talk about it. So I did. And she has an album out called El Camillo El Leonel Nino, I think is how you pronounce it. It's all in Spanish. Um, and that's out and around on all streaming platforms. Um, and I really liked it a lot. It's quite short, seven songs. Does um, it constitute an album these days? Do you know I don't know anymore? Uh, really dark pop in places and dream pop in others, and then far more sort of traditional salsa, sort of dance esque in other areas as well. But she just has just the most amazing voice. And when it comes to closing the podcast, I actually feel bad because it's kind of like, yeah, these are the people I want to talk to. Um, 
the mixing on this album is unreal. I don't know who has mixed and mastered this, but I have never heard a piano sound richer ever. Nice. I don't think that actually sounded like I was stood next to it. It was unbelievable. And there's some bits in here with trap elements and some jazz bits. And then one of them's a bit dark and there's lots of different bits here. Very Kate Bushy, Sharon Van Etony. Um, and then a bit of sort of Ella Fitzgerald in there as well. So I really liked this, even though I don't understand the lyrics, so I can't comment on them too much, but I really, really loved it. And whoever mixed this album needs a fucking award. Like, it's so well done. Like, there's so much going on and it never sounds busy. I don't really get it. So whoever did it is, has earned their pay for sure. And hold on to that person because their sort of judgment of a soundscape is incredible. So, yeah. And that really added to it. So I really liked that. So check that out. Again, you can hear my bad pronunciation. El Camillo, El Leon, El Nino. <laughs> my fucking God. What a terrible pronunciation, but I'll put a link to it in the description. <laughs> Chris, over to you. But before we jump into the one you're going to bring up, Devi's got some new stuff out. Have you mm. heard it? I, the album was postponed. That I got, right? Yeah. It was. But the two singles I have listened to, is there a third th single now? There are three. Oh, three. Okay, I didn't listen to the th third then. Jesus, I knew I forgot something. But I listened to the first two. And I, like, what can you say? <laughs> it's just Devin. It's always good. Like, I don't think even it's like it's not even surprising anymore. Like he, whatever he touches is just like so high profile. And the cool thing, even though he, well, he doesn't change genres per se, but he changes his style quite quite a lot. But you still always hear it's him, and that's cool. And that's like not annoying. So it's just yep, that's a new Devi thing, and it's different, but it's totally him. And uh, yeah, that's remarkable. And what was the thing you want to recommend as well? Something right. I don't know about. I'm gonna I'm gonna end uh, this podcast uh, <laughs> with uh, the band that I f first saw live and that introduced me to rock music and I talked about before, uh, which is the Rasmus again. The Rasmus. Yay. Oh, that's fine. If there's been a couple of recurring bands on this show, it's Limp Bizkit and the Rasmus. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, they released a new album. We talked about the single uh, a while ago, Jezebel, which was really cheesy and weird. Now, this song is the opener of the album, and it's I don't think they've ever written something that cheesy before. It's like really, it's over the top poppy with <coughs> like they actually included woes in there. So, but fitting to this here theme today the song is uh, called live and never die and talks about basically living in the moment and letting go of things that might uh, pull you down and i don't know and it's just like when i started to listen to it i was working out i was like wow this is weird but it has such a cool chord change in the main riff and in the in the chorus or whatnot um you have to listen to it too i, I couldn't like show it to you right now but it's really cool it's a uh, very staccato bop 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 so more like steps 
something you would expect from from a from a, uh, a horn ensemble, but with synths and guitars and cool funky bass lines. And then at three twenty, they kind of repeat that theme, but add like a chromatic down uh, line down uh, in between those two riffs, and it's so cool. Like it's really from a from a from a musical harmonic uh, point of view it's like it's really cool i was like jesus christ this is the rasmus this is they did not write that <laughs> uh i hope they did but who the fuck cares uh yeah so super cheesy but um might be uplifting to people and i thought yeah it's actually after a few listens it still is cheesy as fuck but i really enjoyed it and i think this is a this is a good mood song like uh, with a high dose of caffeine and a sunny day outside you could uh yeah Run a few miles with that song in your ears. Okay, well, now we're getting into the core. I'm going to listen to the background a little bit now. Hold on. Jump to three minutes. Okay, here we go. See what you mean about the chord shape. Yep. Yeah, okay. It, it does kind of sound like two songs have been spliced together. Yeah. Like, the verses are kind of weak, um, but the the sort of shift into the chorus is yeah. really lovely, actually. Like, really, really nice. Jump to jump to 3.15 and wait until 3.30. You will hear that chromatic down thing. Okay, listener, I'm going to jump to there now. There we go. Nice. That is cool, right? That is a cool break. A cool sort of chromatic rundown. Yeah. I like that. Totally fitting. Not just like because chromatic runs are often like more of a gimmick and just a huh. But in this case, it's like, whoa, Jesus Christ, this makes the song so cool. I wanted to end really well we're going to end with desert island playlist the last one that's going to go on there and they're still going to stay on spotify these things because i mean they're there and they're cool so people can still check them out and the episodes will still be online you can still go back and listen to them all um so they'll still be there so we just won't be making new ones and uh, you can go back and check them out and speaking of what you will hear if you go back and check them out will be all of the guests we've had who i would like to say thanks to now especially we've had 50 different guests of which some have appeared multiple times <coughs> and even infiltrated themselves as co-hosts. <coughs> um, Chris. So uh, some have been on here a few times before. Um, and I'm going to go through and say thanks to all of them. In order, this is going to take a bit of time, <laughs> but we're going to do it. First up, you. Hey. You were, you were, you were number one. I actually, Thank in preparation for this episode, listened to the episode today. My God, is it awful? No, it's not. It's really not. I, I, I can hear myself being very um, nervous and excited. Yeah, but it was fine. You did well. I don't know what you were. Yeah, it was good. The whole time. I think we, but, like, actually, like, not much really changed in terms of how we communicate and converse with each other. I really, I really think there's not, I mean, we didn't knew each other then uh, apart from like 20 minutes before from the car ride basically, but um, still could, could have been an episode from today, I think. Uh, so yeah, that really speaks for itself, I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. Or I think a good thing actually. So, um, there was that. So you kicked it all off. You were number one. I remember that one well in your other place. Yeah. Um, come in there. So um, that was good. I've been picked up by a complete stranger in a car. And I hadn't been in Berlin very long. And so I was kind of like, I'm either going to die or um, people are actually quite friendly. And uh, it turned out to be that one. So that was good. But um, you did touch me. Um in ways Next. your wife never could. <laughs> God, my microphone disconnected again. Hold on. Give it a sec. What's it doing? 
I'm not even touching the cable or anything. But, I'm a bit but, confused what's going on. But your recording program doesn't care? Uh, maybe it's the hard drive that's disconnected, actually. I'm reconnecting again. Hold on, let me check. Yeah, it's doing it again. Uh, okay, I'll take it out now. The hard drive is out. Ah, oh, no, it stopped. I don't know why it does that. Weird. All right. So you were number one. Number two, Monono band, uh, sort of funky, jazzy, blues rock band. I saw them in their apartment and they recorded for me. This is when we used to do recordings, like live acoustic recordings of people playing. Um, and we gradually went off from that in the end because of COVID. And we started doing them digitally. So it was a lot harder to do. Um, and they did like a full band setup and even mixed their recording. And it sounds really great. So uh, you can go back and check that out. Third in line was Atari, a uh, electronic duo, went to their place, lovely. Molly's Peck, number four. I mean, we became friends. So they're, they're wonderful. Julia and Key, still making music. Go check them out. Zoig was number five. Noise, death metal, doom metal. Um, go and check them out. Vladislav is the lead singer. Lisa Akua, who we've mentioned many times before. Um because she is wonderful and her music is great. Um, and she's appeared on multiple episodes, actually. But she was sixth in the list. Seventh was a guy called Eodora Johnson, blues guitarist. Number eight was Scars, a band who I loved. I hope they're still going. I haven't kept in touch with them, sadly. And I recorded them after cycling through a literal blizzard mm -hmm. to get to their place. Um, that was a fun day. Really, really fun. Lovely couple of guys. Uh, Promise, Jose Promise, he's still around, doing a bit of music. Sounds very Father John Misty-ish. Great stuff. Maria Merck, I don't know if she's still making music anymore, but she recently had a kid. So congratulations to her. Um, Moves Johnson, who we mentioned a lot. Mm -hmm. Ian. My first guest. His real name. It was your first guest, right? Because yes. he's been on air a few times. And uh, we always have fun with Ian. So uh, he was number 11 on the list. A lot more to go. Vizard, that's a guy called Basti. And uh, his friend, of which I can't remember the name, helps him out right now. But really good electronic music. Ben Osborne, had a few times. Leonard Cohen, British singer-songwriter. After that was a guy called Blake Farhar, who I don't know where Blake is these days, but uh, I should go and check him out again. Tara C. Taylor, 15th in the list. Special thanks to her as well. She's been hugely supportive of this podcast and of my music generally, actually. Uh, massively supportive. Always promotes this podcast everywhere she goes and um, has just been a huge help and has actually got me lots of the guests. Uh, special thanks again then to more people. Adam Sandal was 16th. Ohat was 17th on the list. A uh, wonderful woman called Lauren Piper I went to interview early on she introduced me to the song honky tonk badonkadonk <laughs> by trace atkins which i have not been able to take out of my mind since and uh do you know this song right we talked about it but i didn't knew before it's so bad and i love it um it's great um, dream pop electronic duo relative were up lovely couple um heavy heavy were 20th Fuck in the yeah. list so by this point we've been almost a year down because it was every two weeks and uh then what that was great grizzly bird thank you to them uh ella fuchs thank you to her interviewed david adams from the acoustic guitar project interviewed about forest island uh tidal wave was another one and dean, that is dean dean yeah dean sir and go and uh check out their stuff Lucas Castillo, guy who runs the, or used to run the Lakshmi Open Mic Night. If you're in Berlin, you'll know him. And Utan, or Orange Utan. I never knew how to say their name. I went to Dresden for that one. And uh, that was a lovely episode. Then we actually got a semi-famous band, the band King Buffalo. They joined us on here. I mean, they tour globally and sell lots of records. Uh, it's really stoner doom metal. Great speaking to them. 
nearly done, Chris, if you're bored, by the no, way. No, I'm really... Over halfway now. This was, like, super... Like, I'm just now... I mean, I've read the list uh, when you sent me the script, but just hearing you talk about it, it's, like, actually... Like, how cool is that with how many artists you... Like, how many artists you got to know over the four years? That's so cool. Like, yeah. We actually, how like, many I remember... Like, I was impressed by it, actually. I'm like, what? That's really that. cool. I think you, you cut yourself short with how much work and effort you put into that. And like how many people you actually touched you with, uh, like you touched with the, with the work you did and the, yeah. Oh, I hope so. But Alex Spencer, 29th. And that was the last uh, in-person episode I did was at her place in COVID literally that week had stopped becoming this thing you heard about in China and was something that people in, in Europe were a bit like, crap, we're all going to die. Right. Um, and so that was the very last one I did in person at our apartment, this wonderful, huge apartment. And uh, we talked about sort of a bunch of stuff, but it was a very nervy episode. And you can definitely hear it if you go back, because I think we were both nervous we were going to die. Um, and that tends to put you on edge. Um, Hans oh, Amelson, yeah, I mean, wasn't it? Wasn't that long ago? But it feels like years. It is, but like, oh well. Still, all in a bit of trauma about it. But anyway, Hans Amelson was next. Friend of mine and a guy who's produced some of my records in the past. It was really lovely talking to him, but from a different perspective because I know him very well. But it was very much like objective. So I liked that. Rookling, or a guy called Jim, big thanks. Uh, Frog Frank, German punk rock band, really good. Nice talking to them. Birgit Jones, who play with Heavy Heavy a lot, and they're just these sassy, badass, like, stoner rock group. And uh, I love all of those ladies to death. They are just wonderful people. Uh, check them out. Kari Onstad from the Berlin Voice School. She came on to talk about vocal coaching. And that was super interesting and a bit different to normal. And she really taught me that anyone can sing. Chris Sinister, who's been on here a couple of times as well. Lovely bloke. And uh, Chris, I hope you're doing well. Uh, we always have fun with you on here. So uh, thanks for stopping by. Chance from Heavy Heavy also came on here singularly and uh, talked to him a lot about uh, pedals and other things. We also quizzed him on, uh, on some fact or fiction. Yeah, he helped me build my bass rig for the uh, wrestling live show. You did, right? Yeah. yeah. We took, I remember we talked about this. The solo episode um, with, the, with the strange ending. Yes, with the strange ending. I remember. <laughs> yeah. And then by this point, you were on here as well. I know I was still doing some of the interviews on my own, but this one we did together. Olivier Giry, do you remember that? French guy based in Paris. Oh, who, did we do that together? We did. Who plays acoustic guitar covers of popular songs, but he plays the vocal lines, the bass lines, everything. Oh, yeah, I remember and it now. Was, it, it's nuts. His guitar skill was insane. Um, and he was the coolest, no offense to the other 49 guests, but probably the coolest guest we had. Do you remember he turned up in a leather jacket smoking? And just clearly couldn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> I love this guy. So uh, <laughs> then you hooked me up for the guest afterwards. There's a light. I remember drinking with my good buddy Ulf Winter that night because he knows them from his hometown La in Germany. And we, dude, I have never drank so much beer in such a short time. Like we, I think we killed a whole case in like four hours. I don't know. And we were halfway when he suggested that I ask uh, There's a Light for a spot on the podcast. And I just kind of did. And I, re I remember writing you the next day, dude, I hope I didn't overstep my boundaries by just inviting those guys on the podcast. And you were super chill about it. Back and then I had respect then, uh, for you. <laughs> I know, now we just don't care. <laughs> like, but, but there's that. After that, uh, Natasha Jaffe, who uh, you remember, I think, as well. We talked a bit more. We're cellist, exactly. We talked a bit more about classical music. So it's nice to have someone on here who's a pro a bit. Yeah. Actually, wanted to commission her. Sorry. 
didn't or you no i didn't or? manage because i was back then we were planning on uh reigniting that uh progressive metal uh thingy uh flame and i was uh thinking about a solo cello part but since that band never happened so much for letting things go uh i never got to commissioner but i still have that in the back of my head i'm guessing she, i i know i have uh subscribed to a youtube channel so i still see her upload sometimes so i'm pretty sure she still plays the cello but she's released some stuff and she seems pretty pretty in demand actually uh, so i hope she's good 10 more to go dear listener if you're bored of listening to these already then you should have skipped about seven minutes ago uh all this part and just got to desert island polyverso uh up next uh thank you for that d shaheen do you remember her with the dollar as the s That Chile? was the, that the gal with the insane backstory about fleeing her country, right? Yeah, yeah. coming from Turkey and stuff. And and she made the song, uh, I think it's called Smile, and we loved it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We, we heard it, and it's with all these ghost notes yeah. and the drums <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I was like, this is insane, this song. Um, so... There was her C color up next, and uh, that that was a bit more shoegazy, kind of dreamy uh, pop music, and um, singer songwriter music, and he was great, and you should definitely check him out. Uh, after that uh, was Mabloni, who I included on here because we meant to talk to him, and we just didn't in the end. So we did a sort of extended review of one of his albums instead. But he sent me tons of info, and it kind of felt like. I had met him because he was so well prepared. So big thanks to you, sir. Uh, Vanda Essay. Uh, she's in London. Remember her? Yeah. Uh, singer based up there. She's doing very well. See her on Instagram stuff. Always outperforming. Pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. She talked about in-ear monitoring with us. Oh, you were just like in-ear monitoring. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth, local gal to where I am right now. Probably the second most famous guest, if you want to put it that way, here. And uh, we talked about her sort of latest album, which is very Kate Bushy, called Some Kind of Paradise. Lovely, lovely woman. Uh, she's seems to be on tour in support of someone, and I think she recently got married as well. So congratulations. Um, few more to go, then we're done. Annalisa Lombardo, friend of the podcast, been a regular listener since episode one. And uh, we came on to talk about voiceovers, voice acting, and vocal coaching. And that was a lovely little episode. The band Inspector. Big thanks, guys. That was quite recently. Brits who just wanted to make jokes and be silly. And it was a lot of fun. We had Mishka very recently. Michaela, what's her name? Tom Anikova. Uh, talking about classical piano and she's the one who's performed at embassies and written songs for politicians and things really really cool different stuff hollow frames coming up as well where we talked about uh, the ministry of forest affairs it was this trap prog rock yeah hip-hop kind of musical project and then most recently the last one phileas uh, who we mentioned earlier so if you stayed listening to that whole list well done because that took 12 minutes to get through but big thanks to all of you and um it's been lovely meeting you all and following where a lot of you have gone and what, what has been released and some people on the list i follow in more detail than others however It's all been very nice to meet all of these people and to listen to your music and share it. And there's some wildly different genres on there, like really, really wildly different stuff. I was trying to go through and pick out, have we been more rock focused? But I thought we were, but then I go through and I'm like, actually, I don't think we have. Like, there's a bit of pop, there's a bit of folk, there's a bit of electronic music, there's a bit of... There's not much like in terms of rap or hip hop on it. It's the only thing that's really missing, actually. Um, it's a wide spread of stuff. So, thank you, everyone, for appearing and talking to this annoying Brit and this annoying German for some of it as well. 
Desert Island. What are you putting on the Desert Island? It's your last chance to add something to it. Um, I'm going to add, since I've been listening a lot to it, from Falling in Reverse, the song Loser. Because we are depressed musicians and we sometimes feel like one. Most days. <laughs> oh, most days. I'm going to add the song Innuendo by Queen. My favorite Queen song ever. One of my favorite songs ever. I actually think it is the best Queen song. And a song that was written as an innuendo for dying and fading away. But it, you won't know that from listening to it because it resolves quite nicely. But it's really written as a sort of farewell song. So I figured that would be very appropriate for now. So um, that's what I'm picking. And it is the best Queen song. If you think otherwise, fight me. Uh, I've got lots of time now to fight. So, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Gonna kick you in the teeth. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. There won't be another one. Um, but there's a hundred other ones you can go back and listen to. So uh, definitely do go back and check them out. And uh, the episode's still online. You can do that whenever you want. And uh, we'll still be around. You know where to find us. So we will oh, yeah. be back at some point with something. But it will be in a while. A little while. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I mean, our work ethics, dragons. I mean, our work ethic's kind of weird. We get obsessed by random shit. So it could be next week. Yeah. But no, it won't be next week. Uh, I reckon spring sometime yeah let's just let this uh, year end this weird year and uh, see where 2023 takes us be podcasting from our bunkers hiding from the nuclear bomb attack nice <laughs> optimistic right thank you for listening and uh, we'll speak to you again soon thanks chris thank you ash <laughs>